The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We were talking uh, yesterday uh, briefly because uh, we were both out in Fort Saskatchewan. Yes. Uh, yesterday we were looking at that Fort Saskatchewan Vegreville riding, and I know um, you were out along with Ryan Jesperson in Drayton, Drayton Valley, Valley the week yep. uh, before. And this has been this has been interesting because I think when you start taking a look at that that rural urban divide, and yep. when you look at you know maybe where some of the uh, this where a lot of the support is, there is. A a definitive line, or there certainly has been in the past, and we're seeing it again now. Absolutely, you know, and uh, yeah, Drayton Valley was a nice uh, a, a mixture because Drayton Valley totally conservative. Uh, Fort Saskatchewan, Vegreville, NDP. So I just love getting out into these ridings and talking to the people that are out there because it's one thing to sit behind the desk and you report on it yeah. or you just fly in and get a, a report and come back. But this is like, we spend four hours when we're on the ground there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drayton Valley was a real eye-opener for, for me just be, because of this. is that It's a beautiful town. I've been through mm-hmm. there, and you too. So how many motorcycle yeah. runs? They tre- they open yeah. up their... Uh, Everything for 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 charity, wonderful uh, people there, and it's a heartland. And that that place has been oil and gas has been the oh, bread and butter there huge. since the fifties, right? Since the first oil strike, and and to talk to the people there and just how devastating that economy is, is since twenty fourteen, how it's gone downhill and how it's impacted not just the oil industry, but I talked to people that it's you know businesses have suffered, plus the population. And I didn't know this, but I was talking to the Reeve out there. And he said they've lost so many people. I mean, nothing is happening in the oil and gas industry or in that area, you know, because of the the price of oil. You go across the border into North Dakota, and I've been through there quite a Mm -hmm. few times when there was nothing going on. It's a boom right now. And unfortunately, they've taken a lot of our Alberta... Well, they have to work. Yeah, They've just headed south of the border and hired them. And so they're working... 24-7 24-7 in Williston area mm-hmm, down, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't really aware that, that that was going on to that extent. You know, you kind of, you, you assume that if it's things are bad here, they're bad everywhere. But. Now, we didn't hear as much of the, um, you know, almost desperation in Drayton Valley, just about how bad it is mm-hmm. um, in Fort Saskatchewan, and well, I think part of that is because of the heartland, the industrial heartland out there, and the petrochemical. Well, the big, uh, the big, yeah, the big plants They're still out hiring, there, and there's all of that. That's Sheriff a Gordon, boom, right? Yep, they need nickel. They still got plants in Cuba. They got plants in Madagascar. They're bringing yeah. nickel out of the ground. They got to hire people, and it, those three are all worldwide. But still, we went to that little um, Atlantic uh, restaurant, that's the family right. restaurant, and it's Saskatchewan. Yeah, and, and that's it was, a, it was just a wonderful fish and chips place. I mean, they sell jigs dinner, <laughs> and it was all catered to Newfoundlanders and to Nova Scotianers yeah. and everybody who'd come out during the boom years. And I done a, I did a story there about 12 years ago, and it was packed, and the, and you wouldn't see anybody other than yeah. someone with a, a great maritime accent, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now they've all gone home. But luckily, the restaurant's still going, and the locals are supporting it. But it, that shows you that. I think someone had told me that they had tough. opened up another one. The Atlantic, they had opened a, another one. I don't know if it was Edmonton, somewhere, somewhere, but they had opened up another one. I hope they one. open one in Edmonton. Yeah, that fantastic. would be fantastic. Because remember the was it the Trap and Grill that was down yeah. on uh, the tra- yeah the Trap and Gill right uh, down on. Mm, Calgary Trail. Yeah. That was a fun place to That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, but in, in yeah. Fort Saskatchewan, I was going to tell you, I was talking to uh, the Vice President Catherine from uh, Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. And I just had said, because I lived in Fort Saskatchewan maybe three months when I first moved here in 92 with an aunt who put me up till my Deb and Jen could get up here, my daughter. Anyway, um, I said, there was nothing here. I mean, it, it was just, you know, it was, it was a thriving community back in the 90s. But it, it's grown so much mm-hmm, south, mm-hmm. you know, of Highway 21. 
that I said, how do you, how, why are there so many hotels here? You, you forget if you don't stop, and I've been through a million times, every time there's another hotel, yeah. These, you could throw a stone and hit another, yep. you know, 12-story hotel. And, and she said, I know that's the problem. She said the vacancy rate, the occupancy rate, I should say, she said is around 15 to 20 percent. Mm. So I was talking to the owner of the hotel we were in, yep. uh, Lakeview. Lakeview Inn and Suites. Yeah, and he said the same thing. He said, yeah, but he says, you know what? He'd been here since 1974, working in hospitality industry here and, and all around. He says, you know what? You see things go like a roller coaster up. Mm-hmm. And he says, right now we're just down in the bottom. Yeah. We can't fill these hotels up. And I went, well, no wonder. There's like 50 of them here. Well, and at one time they would have been full. Yeah, and you know, Mark Flamondon from uh, the uh, Industrial Heartland Association on the show yesterday, and he's always fascinating to talk to because he just kind of, you know, just shines that spotlight on everything that's going on out there right now. Yeah. But talking about the the potential for development out there and how much um, they believe can be brought in, that, that there could be $30 billion more yeah, right. uh, there by 2030. And it's that's just 11 waiting. years away, and they're just waiting for it. Waiting to happen. And it's going to happen. Like, that's you know. what you talk to the old timers that have been around, like, since the yeah. 70s and business owners, and and you really get a big picture when you look talk to them. Yeah. That this, you know, he talked about the 80s, and he talked about what happened in the 90s. And yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just the the economy. It just it's up and down, and it, it's that's sort of yeah. the law of nature almost. Well, and it's tough. And this one's taken uh, a long while to come back. Yeah. And I know you know the um, economic um, the head economic fellow from the city of Edmonton saying just you know last week we had him on the show saying that they were kind of revising the economic forecast for Edmonton as well. It would be yeah. dropped down again just a little bit. But you think about those small towns, and and Gord, you've been to hundreds of those small towns uh, around the city. And we had talked about this a a couple of weeks ago that those small towns that depend really on one main industry and then the offshoots. So if you have, let's say, oil, oil and gas. Then you've got the restaurants. You have the restaurants, the hotels, you name it. It's all feeding off off that. What happens happens, um, when that... When that goes away, Dries up. right? Because it, it's not just the oil and gas. Then people are leaving. Yeah. Uh, people's businesses are shut down. Well, you're going to take your flower store into absolutely, and you know what? whatever it is, and your house, your property. I was going to say your property. To sell your place. You know what the the problem is? Is that when you uh, what you realize was when times are tough, housing's not. You know, your salaries are dropping. Mm-hmm. You're not making as much money. But you know, when you look at it, even they say we're not selling many houses. The housing market. The price of a house is still around three fifty in some of these places, but people aren't working. So, yeah. how on earth do young people with a with one kid or two t- trying to have a family? How yeah. on earth do you go and uh, and afford a four hundred thousand dollar home as a starter oh, home? No. I mean, that's where no. everything's backwards, ass backwards to me because well, it it's just not fair for them. And, and the people in Drayton Valley were telling me that you you can't make a mortgage payment. So then you end up downsizing and get smaller and smaller and until finally, what are you going to do? You're just not making an income. But the mm-hmm. house, what I'm getting at is the housing doesn't seem to change in value. You know? Yeah. And it, when, it, when it went up, you, they just sit there and they're not selling. Yeah, they just sit there. And if and if that's, and we all know it, I mean, think about it. I mean, buying a house is a, is a scary deal. It's There's the a biggest lo- investment right? you'll make, yeah. There's a lot of money that, that goes into that. And it seems out of reach for a lot of young families. Exactly. Which is not fair. But so you make that decision thinking, okay, things are good. Things are looking really good right now. I'm going to put my money into this. Yeah. Then things crash. And if you don't get out in time, you think you're going to weigh this then out. Then you're up against the banks because you can't make you the can't mortgage payment. And it's not just that. It's 
just goes down to putting gas in your car. Yeah. And it also oh. goes to, you know, putting food on the table, food on the paying table. your bills. It goes right down to basics. So, yeah, this, this we're in a tough time right now, and uh, that's why everybody's so politically minded here. Mm. They won last night, what, seven candidates yeah. in the Fort Saskatchewan and Vancouver area? And it was area. amazing the number of people who showed up. I mean, as I was heading out the door, the parking lot was packed. There was a lineup waiting to get in there. Now, you were there. I was there. And the whole. I'm standing up. I got a chair beside me. I had to hang onto my chair because guys were coming in saying, I'll buy your chair for 10 bucks because it's standing room only. <laughs> I said, you can have it for five, but I want it back after. I was going to rent it out. But that's how full they were spilling yeah. out into our set. So yeah. it, was, uh, it was just an amazing turnout. And the guys that would come up and talk to me, not just uh, the 80-year-old farmers yep. who are coming in, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about you know 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds, yep. and they were all there. And it was just nice to see such a, that was a slice of life in that area coming in from the rural and coming in from Fort Saskatchewan, the surrounding communities, Lamont, Bruderheim, all had the same concerns. We yeah. want to get this economy rocking, and which which party's going to do it? And let's hear what they have to say. And hey, you know, and some of these ones, like you know, Vegreville saying we want, you know, hey, look, it's we're over here too. Yeah. We need to know, you know, have some stable infrastructure funding. You know, I know you've got it with you know Calgary and Edmonton, but what about us? What about our voices? And let's look at that. And yeah. I want to find out more about this hemp um, oh, yeah, uh, right. facility that they're working on out there. And I think I might uh, book it for the show you next week. How and just creative! Find That's out. creative. Thinking. But that is it. They're saying, okay, yeah. we know that things are changing. We have the area to do it. Yeah, we got the soil to do we it. We have the soil to yeah. do it. We have the people to do it. Um, and again, so, you know, when you look at diversification, because that word has been thrown around so much over the... You forget what it means. Well, <laughs> and, and, you know, diversification doesn't have to mean, win, uh, you know, what are right. the solar panels, panels, solar panels and windmills, windmills and, and that sort of stuff. No, it it's, means like bringing hemp in or different right. crops or yeah. things that'll grow and things that you can sell. Gordon, I wanted to ask you about this because this is interesting. And uh, we were lucky enough to cover a couple of them together Back in the day when then when uh, I was at Global, but um, the leaders' debate oh, is tonight. Yeah, somebody asked me yesterday how many how many provincial elections have you covered? Have you done I, this? I just kind of drew a blank. I I don't know. I it mean, goes way back to '92, so every, there's been a few every, every four, four years. Every four years, yeah. if you look at that, and and you've had kind of a a bird's eye view of this because you've been in there um, moderating panels. You've been the one asking questions. Yeah. Uh, and we know, we have seen <laughs> some, of, oh. some of these well, are... if you go back to Klein, the colorful character oh, that Klein was and him up against... Uh, I mean, he uh, was things it, got really heated. Nancy... Nancy Macbeth. Macbeth, the liberal... Leader, leader right? at the time, yeah. Yes, I remember that very well. He would actually lean over to me and say things that were just out of the blue that were not very kind about her. <laughs> I mean, he didn't just not like her politics. He didn't like he her personally. Like her. And back then, that's how things were so mm-hmm. polarized, kind of like they are now, almost. Yeah. So some, the way I'm looking at it is sort of the, the more things change, the more they re- remain the same. Because uh, back in the 90s, when he was cutting health care, there were yeah. protests on top of the Grey Nuns yeah. Hospital. This place was just in a political turmoil. And everybody was just, you know, had something to say about about any of the parties. Well, and they would show up. The the, mm-hmm. the protesters and supporters would show up uh, outside the TV stations yeah. as well. With placards. And, uh, with yeah. the placards, and I remember that one. I certainly remember, I can remember coming down the stairs and Nancy McBeth walking up those big stairs yeah. at Global. But when you're in there, yeah. so when you're in there, because I've never, in the room, it's, it's the leader's it's the panel yeah. and any tech people, and, and that's really it. And as my job, you know, when I was the last debate that I did, you're the, and the, that's the one you remember the most. But that's the one that 
you're, you're, it's all about time. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure that you're, you're very conscious that everybody gets the same amount of time because they get so heated. That's right. Then you get so involved too in, in, in the, yeah. the mudslinging that's going on and they're all trying so hard and you can actually see when you're 10 feet from them, the sweat rolling down yeah. Ralph Klein's face or his hand or his foot will just be shaking. Yeah. He's so mad, but he knows he can't say what well, he wants, what he was thinking. And, and that's it. So tonight, mm-hmm. you know, when you're watching uh, the leaders debate and again, you can watch it. It's live streamed on globalnews.ca. You can listen to it on Global News uh, Radio 880 Edmonton starting at 5.30 this And we're going to be going, taking snippets throughout our 6 o'clock. We thought we'd do something a little bit different. So we're going to go and we're going to take a nice chunk of it when it get, and then we're going to have a panel come back on and just sort of talk about what the, what the issues seem to be. So we'll be, we'll be uh, doing a little bit of analysis that Watch way. Watch the body language. Exactly. You remember the last uh, election, and people have been talking about this, Jim Prentice and Rachel Notley, they, it was head-to-head, yeah. and, and Prentice... Mr. Prentice, uh, you know, turned his back pretty much to everybody else and just focused in on Notley. And we know how these can be huge moments in an election. And I think it was... The last, last time. time, because well, remember Prentice, that comment? Well, when he said, you know, math is hard. Math is hard. The, you could just hear a hush in the like, room, and from the other candidates that? as well. Everything went quiet, and they knew that went across the province. And then everything started to change there. Mm-hmm. People, the voters were not impressed. No, not at all. So it'll be interesting to watch tonight, see the fallout. We know still the latest polling sees uh, uh, the UCP uh, in the lead, yeah. in some of them saying, you know, that things are tightening up. But again, we still have, what, well, just a week and a have to go. And we were talking about that with Tom Vernon yesterday because his story yesterday was about you know all the controversial comments and the problems that the UCP's mm-hmm. had with candidates lately. But right now, it's that's not showing up in the polls. Right? What people nope. want to know is like what they we were talking about in Drayton Valley and talking about in Fort Saskatchewan. They're right now, you know, Canadians, you got to love them and Albertans because we're concerned about we're really concerned about the politics, the economics, and how this affects yeah. my cupboard at home and my gas tank and how can I pay my mortgage right now we're not like uh, in the I don't think we've gone fallen that far as mudslinging in the states and it's all just turned into Mm. like a soap opera it's there but it's not doesn't seem to be affecting the voters they want to know about the issues well and 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 that's the thing I'm gonna I've got uh, Bob Murray joining me uh, after 2 30 of course he's uh, he watches politics like nobody's business and, and we've talked about this numerous times and you know I, the, the the strategy on the NDP side of the the attacking of uh, of Jason Kenney and 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 that party and sometimes I wonder if it's if it was the right if it's the right strategy because you know don't people want to hear about what you believe you have done well over the past four years and what your plan is yeah, possibly you, for the next yeah. four years and I know I guess you're going against it in the polls saying this so you wanted to you know put as many questions in people's eyes I, I get that there's strategy behind all of this and oh, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a I'm not a strategist like we all know that um, but I just wonder sometimes I just I'm I'm sick of the mudsling yeah I am too but you know sometimes somebody says something that it's like it's just too easy to you know, you just right. set, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, you gotta, and and I think they, it, it's just a no brainer. But yep. people are tired. If it keep, if it carries on like this, people are just gonna shut it off. Well, and we saw it with some of the uh, the new MLAs last year or last uh, election in the in the NDP government. We saw some some challenges. People had been you know moved out of positions, all yep. that sort of stuff because of bozo eruptions. But right. um, this time on you know this one party seems to be there's been there's been a lot. Um, 
being focused on there. Well, absolutely. And I think and rightfully so. Well, I agree, but you know what? The most important thing is to get that pipeline going, mm. and, and, and we got to get oil and gas flowing, you know, and uh, now that the, the Keystone's open south of the border here, that's very encouraging yeah. as well. So there, there's some light at the end of the tunnel, and we're just going to have to see how all this plays out. Well, TikTok on that 90-day um, uh, mm, timeline yeah. that was after the end of uh, the NEB absolutely. handing down the regulations or the, uh, the, the, the recommendations. If I can just add in one yes, more sir. thing, you know, it's so nice to, uh, you know, we were in Fort Saskatchewan, and thanks to the, everybody who came out and your comments were lovely. Thanks to the old vet who came up and gave me a World War One book. I really oh, appreciate it. You. Can't wait to read that. But anyway, Drayton Valley, if you're ever there, gas station's got the best steaks. Take a steak. The gas station has bought, the best steak. Bought a gas station steak there in New York Strip. I think it was from... Uh, yeah, it was just fantastic. Marinated and everything. Brought it home. Deb and I cooked it up Friday night. It was awesome. We'll see you next week. Thanks. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.